This is a tripod broadcast. Well, let's start recording, so... We just did. Okay, cool. I think this is a key show to listen to because it's... It's it's uh, it's all about emotional masturbation. <laughs> journalistic integrity. It encapsulates everything that we're about. And I'm sorry. Now, <laughs> give that some thought. Yeah. With Addison... I can't be mad at you. You got a haircut. And Matt. I would recommend that you stop listening right now. <laughs> Anyways, um, yeah, sounds like sounds like we're good to go. Could I request real quick before we get started uh, some water? Yeah. yeah, I mean I can request it. I don't. It's up to you if you want to. <laughs> you look like you're a hundred million years old, Matt. I didn't mean like the species. I know there's probably a bigger thought there of yours. 16 years old. I don't believe that at all. Did you hear that news story about NASA? I don't know which one. I think they estimate that within um I can't remember the number, but a certain number of years, not too far in the future, that we'll will will definitively find that there is life on other planets. Like an intelligent, sentient life in the universe. Oh yeah. Yeah, because apparently the math works out to where, like, with the infinite number of galaxies and infinite number of planets, et cetera, et cetera, like, there has to be other planets that are supporting life, that are life supporting, able to able to support life in the way that ours is. This is pretty cool. So NASA found life, or, or NASA is going. They're to be. predicting that within a certain amount of time, given math and the, I guess the rate at which we're discovering planets and galaxies, uh-huh. that inevitably we'll find sentient, intelligent life uh, on other planets. It. You think that's the case, or it pretty much is inevitable, but I don't think you can put a time frame on it. Now all. here's a real quick question. I heard them talking about the, this uh, on the radio the other day, and it's not a it's not an uncommon question. It's been had before. I think we've even touched on it. But so there's let's say there's life on other planets, intelligent life. Yeah. Did Christ come for them or not, or are they just totally screwed because they're outside of Earth, or does God have a salvation plan well, for them see, within that construct at least? This is actually something that you know. If if you follow, God hates aliens, is that what well, we're? I mean, if you follow either Christianity, <laughs> Westboro had it science, all wrong. It's not fags; it's aliens. He you, hates. Oh, yeah, I know. That's yeah. <laughs> but okay, so this is one of the continuing things that Ken, Ken Ham and like Neil deGrasse Tyson and Bill Nye keep taking pot shots at each other over. But yeah, just, yeah, just so that they can be in the well, just so that Ken Ham and I think Ken Ham and Neil deGrasse Tyson just like being in the news. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was it was something about Ken Ham said publicly. That, <laughs> you mean to say that people make statements on things just so that they can have headlines about it? Yeah, yeah, I know. Right? Are you serious, Matt? Uh, yeah, it blows my mind too. Um, but but Ken Ham said uh, something along the lines of, "We don't need to worry about searching for alien life because if there they'll is find us. Inte- no. <laughs> if there is intelligent life out there, right, they can't be saved anyway because Jesus didn't come for them, or something like that. See, or, to no, me, that's just he such said a... they're going to hell anyway." And maybe they are within that kind of, I'm, I mean, I'm not willing yeah. to necessarily debate that one way or the other, but it, that seems like a, even with a Christian mindset, mm-hmm. that seems like a closed-minded kind of like, well, doomed to damnation. Yeah. Here's, Sucks to be them. Here's the long Born on the wrong planet. Here's the long and short of it. We're all stuck on a planet with Ken Ham. We're already in hell. <laughs> all right. 
Is that the? Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's that's the that's the uh, that's the nuts and bolts of it. Yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> that's pretty funny. That's the yardstick of how you measure. Yeah, uh, by the people that you're around. Uh huh. Yeah, yeah. I mentioned it. I said at work the other day. Uh, I mentioned like work being a prison, and someone was like, "No, this is way better than prison." And I was like, "I mean, it's basically the same thing. You get penalized if you leave." By losing your job, mm-hmm. you get paid to be there, just yeah. like in prison. You have work to do the whole time you're there, just like in prison. <laughs> like, what work? I mean, when you're there, you're supposed you're supposed to work. Not all of us do, but in, pr- in prison. Well, no, I meant in at, at my job. Oh, but, but yeah, you oh. work in prison, right? Isn't there work like? Well, you can, but there's work to be done. In pr- I, th- yeah. I think it's usually it's just a lot of like sitting around trying not to get raped. I think that's <laughs> just pretty much basically sitting yeah. around not trying not to get raped. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, I already started recording, and I'm going to leave that conversation that we just had on there because I thought yeah, sure. I thought this yeah. was a good conversation. I noticed the flash, the non-flashing light. Yeah. Um. But I will. We can edit this out. But did you want to talk about this week's events at all? Maybe. Yeah. A little bit. We'll, we'll see how how it goes down the road. Okay. Yeah. That's fair. I'll bring it up later. That's fair. Well, I was going to ask how was your week, but that's pretty much. Yeah. Uh. Well, I mean, my week was my week was fine. It's decent. Work. Uh, decent day of work. This week's show is brought to you by average Joes like me and Matt, hardworking middle American men trying to provide for themselves. Mm-hmm. Um, average Joes. Yes. Guys who like to come home, sweaty from a hard day at work, crack open a. 12-pack of beer. Not everyone likes to. Maybe wash it down with another 12-pack of beer. (laughs) In case the first 12-pack didn't sit quite as well as you thought, there's always another 12-pack that'll make it sit all that much better. Yeah. I went to the zoo. Average Joes. Guys who like to smack the missus around a little bit after that. (laughs) Pass out in their own vomit. (laughs) Wake up in the morning, do it all over again. And baseball. Average um, Joe's. I don't like baseball at all. You know that. Um, I went to the zoo on Sunday. Yeah? Yeah. How was he, St. Louis? <laughs> no, no, no. St. Louis Zoo. Oh, it's the St. Louis the Zoo. The actual zoo. Oh, the ones with the animals? Yes. Okay. I mean, well, they're, right. And they're in cages. I thought, the one, I thought you were meaning the ones with the, the one with the strip clubs. No, no, no. Okay. The, the actual zoo... With uh, St. Louis Zoo West, Saint okay, <laughs> gotcha. St. Louis Zoo West, gotcha. yeah, that's, that's right, yeah, because St. Louis Zoo East obviously is, you know, where you can buy the best heroin uh, around. Probably. No, well, no. the cheapest maybe. I think you get your best heroin in St. Louis off like suburban white kids. I'm sure. Yeah, just find, it, just find the that? dirtiest twenty year old white kid you can find, and like he's got the heroin. He's got the heroin. Yeah. Speaking of. Uh, well, not speaking of heroin, but speaking of um, St. Louis, mm-hmm. did you hear that story? And I, I didn't actually have it as something we were going to talk about, but did you hear that story? Apparently this civilian, not a police officer, was working for... Um, yeah, I'm afraid I'm going to spill that. Yeah, that was precariously close. It was precariously close, and there's a lot of delicate electronic instruments on the table. Yeah. Um, as it just spilled about 10 ounces of water, almost. <laughs> on the board. Right on the soundboard. And if it if it craps out, that's the end of the show. No, there was a story, okay, so there's this guy who was a police, he worked for the police department, but he Mm -hmm. was a civilian, he wasn't a police officer. And apparently he got arrested recently, they kicked in his door and and everything, and uh, because he is, um, like, manipulated, he used his job title to, like, molest these kids, 
like get real close to these guys like I, i'm a cop or whatever mm-hmm. and and not only that but they found out that he was like manipulating the whole uh there were multiple cases where he used as a civilian police worker or whatever he would he would like manipulate evidence and throw out evidence and manipulate files in certain cases and things like just really like bad dirty cop like not not even a good dirty cop yeah. who who maybe you know takes some drugs out of evidence and kind of moves those along but like a bad dirty cop because he was really sloppy and like they saw yeah. evidence of all of this so it was the St. Louis t- police department what you're telling me is that there's a somebody out there yeah this this vile person yeah, and bad, bad who guy. who used a position of authority in a, a pseudo position, he didn't. He wasn't even yeah, a police officer. He used a position of authority or a pseudo position of authority, right? Uh, or a position of pseudo authority to 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 take advantage of other people. Y- yes, that that might be the first documented case of something like that happening. Well, it might be, and I should have the the article in front of me to reference specifically. Yeah. Today's give that some thought. Brought to you by sarcasm. Sarcasm. <laughs> For when uh, I think every episode is brought to you by sarcasm. Yeah, I don't think that's yeah. really a mass life brought to you by sarcasm. Sarcasm. Yeah. For uh, for for when you just want to express your contempt for the world, <laughs> which is every moment, really from right about from the time I get up to really just before I go to sleep. Yeah. Those yeah. are the times that I really want to. All the other times I don't want to do that. But uh, but other than those than those times, mm-hmm. that's that's when I want to do it. Sometimes I have sarcastic dreams. Are you serious? Yeah. Sarcastic on you, like playing on you, or you're being no. sarcastic in the dream. Like I'm being or sarcastic in the dream. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. It's it's ridiculous. But okay, so yeah, somebody used the, the position of of pseudo authority to take advantage to take of somebody, advantage yeah, of other people. Yeah. yeah. And I guess like fondle some kids and or like. Because I guess he told people, I don't know if they were family members of his or whatever, but I guess he told people like, oh, I, you know, like, oh, I got this. I'll, I'm going to throw out the evidence or screw up the evidence or, or mess with some case files and stuff, which just seems like a really, really bad, like a sloppy bad cop. And when I say bad, I mean like not bad morally or ethically. Mm-hmm. I mean bad as in like, you should have covered your ass better than that, <laughs> right? But, I mean, he's not a real cop, number one. Well, but- maybe that's why he's a bad Real bad. But you're cop. telling me the mistake he made in fondling all these kids is is not covering his tracks enough. <laughs> well, see, at a certain point, I think you need to choose too, because if you fondle kids, society will never be okay with that. And I'm not saying they should. I'm just saying like that's always a bad. That never yeah. like no one's ever like oh give him a pass unless you're in the church and then the church will give you a pass unless but, you're like, yeah unless you're Catholic but you know what I mean like if you're in a public office or or some person of influence of some sort there's no way you'll ever get a pass for that so either choose to do that and just wait for the inevitable hammer to fall yeah or choose to try and be a good bad cop sure and screw with evidence sure. and stuff like don't do both. Just use your head, man. Anyways, I was walking in. Speaking of people of power and influence and authority, who who was that again? Can um, we read that? Is yeah. that all right? So I I was, it, and there's two for the one person. Yeah, right? I, it's basically just uh, a, a a door flyer thing that somebody right. Stuck it was in. on your door when I was walking in. Yeah, yeah. for uh, for a state representative here in Missouri. Um, leadership that listens, reelect, Chrissy, Chrissy. Stupid name. Chrissy Summer. And it's S-O-M-M-E-R. 
It's kind of a... Yes. Now, is it a Republican or a Democrat? I don't even know. I didn't even look mm. at it. Or does it... You know, I've noticed that ads don't say anymore. Republican. Nope. The only thing I see on here is the little elephant. I've like heard a lot of ads on the... Um, see where it says... She has her, her little logo there. Oh, with the elephant, yeah. Yeah. Well, and it says conservative Republican up here on top, too. Oh, does it? Okay. On that side. All right, yeah. On the other side, it says leadership that listens. Yep. Oh, I guess on the on the front side of it. Um, or the back. Yeah, whichever one. But yeah, just say conservative Republican. So it, it sets it right out the get-go. Right. Re-elect Chrissy Summer for state representative. And what uh, is Chrissy Summer going to do for us? Leadership Matt, values and results. Well, she's a mother. Okay. First off, that's, that's the number one thing it says. Mother, wife. I don't okay. know if she's married to her children or she might be married to this ugly dude she's in the picture with. It's possible. But, uh, Can I see the picture? Sure. I didn't see it. There you go. See that? Oh, God. He looks like a frog, man. He does. He and okay. He looks like Garrison Keillor's ugly younger brother. Earlier, when you said that her kids look like dorks, I was just like, oh, yeah, I did. Matt's I just, just yeah, when, you did say that, and I was like, flyer, oh, and I looked mad. at it. The first thing I said about the flyer was, her kids look like total Dorcas's. <laughs> okay, well, the little girl, whatever, she looks fine. I think it's weird that the the mom, the dad, and the girl are all in red, and then the son is in blue. Yeah, um, like he didn't get the memo, probably. But the kid looks exceptionally dorky. Yeah, yeah, it, it he he really does. Like that haircut is awful, and he looks like he doesn't want to be there at all, and. uh yeah, he looks really weird too. The dad. Anyway, but let, let's continue. Let's yeah. Let's continue. Um, okay, <laughs> Chrissy Summer for state representative. Yeah, wife, well, mother, wife, community leader, successful small business owner and job creator. Now, does it say the small business? No, because drug dealers are small business owners. No, it takes business. It takes business skills to be able to grow a, a drug dealing business. I would say they're they're more into independent sales as opposed to having their own business. But yeah, well, if you have a number of people under you. There's a funny premise for like a sketch show, like a drug dealer's trying to get insurance coverage for his yeah <laughs> for dealers. Set up Obamacare. <laughs> yeah, exactly for his. <laughs> She's been married to her husband Mike for almost twenty years, and together have two children, three Labradors, and a cat. It says that on there. Yeah. Oh, it says and one cat, not a cat, but and one cat. It seems so weird that that's a, a part of her. Assumed pedigree for a public office that well, she mentions the three dogs are really, really important to her, or really rambunctious, and it takes a yeah. lot of leadership to. Because it almost seems like you could do, you could say, uh, it almost seems like it could be a better pedigree if you were like, I have three retarded kids that I take care of on a daily basis. Like that takes a lot of work. Like three Labradors, that doesn't yeah. mean anything. <laughs> like, yeah. uh, fifth generation Missourian. While serving the St. Charles area since 1987 as a community volunteer and mentor. Wait, hold on. So how old is she then? Because she know. doesn't she look, look quite that... Yeah, she, look, she looks like she's probably 30, 40. Right, so no, 87. No, no, no. So she's been serving them since like... No, she's not 30, 40. She's... Six years old? No, she's definitely almost probably at least... She's at least 50. Let me see that one. She's at least 50. Okay. But I mean, she probably went to... Her kids look like they're... This is a current photo, which I'm sure it is. Her kids look there like they're probably about, I would say, ten and thirteen. So they've probably been married for like almost twenty years. So that's can I just like say that? Do you see that married. picture there? On yeah. This other flyer. It's a full head. Well, not a full headshot, but it's it's 
probably an inch by two inches, mm-hmm. maybe there on on the backside of the this other. Yeah, she's piece. got the American flag as a background on that photo, which yeah, is but, nice because no politicians ever do that. <laughs> well, number one, yes, but look at look at the outline of her hair on that photo. That's a bad Photoshop job. Oh yeah, like that's that they cut that out of whatever background you know purple background that, that mm-hmm. these headshots were taken for, and they put it over an American flag. Yeah, because they probably made some intern do it. Well, that intern sucks. <coughs> they need to fire that intern and send well, them the back intern to get probably, coffee. Probably, d- probably, you know, uh, studied political science and not Photoshop, <laughs> or you know, editing. Or I'm yeah, sorry, they're pursu- editing. and they're pursuing their dream by yeah, chopping exactly. out politicians' heads. Yeah. Anyways, go on. Okay, so wife, so let's further down the pedigree here. Um, endorsed the Missouri Right to Life exclusive. It says in in parentheses. And committed to protecting all life. Not just some. Yeah. Endorsed by the National Rifle Association. <laughs> exclusive, again in parentheses. And will continue to protect your constitutional rights. Which, when you, it says endorsed uh-huh. by by National Rifle Association. Endorsed by Missouri Right to Life. Mm-hmm. means there's a political organization, the Missouri Right to Life, that's backing her and giving her money. Yes. Okay. Because she's voting a certain way. Right. Um, the same thing is when it says endorsed by the National the Rifle right, Association. Right. Yeah, right. the National Rifle Association scares me more than Missouri Right to Life, just because I, I know Missouri Right to Life is a bunch of uh, well, just a bunch of life people, like they're into anti-abortion. Kind of thing. Yeah, well, I mean, yeah, it's a bunch of anti-abortion. That's their belief. Let them whatever. Yeah, and by the way, thank you for saying anti-abortioners and not pro-lifers, because they're not pro-lifers. They're not pro-life. They're anti-abortion. Well. If I may play a quick devil's advocate, and this would not go over well with a lot of people that mm-hmm. I run with yeah. on the streets, um, but it seems weird to me that the whole pro-life movement is so anti-abortion, right? Which, again, I get it. That's your personal view. Whatever. You got to feel however you want on whatever moral atrocities you think. You know, that's that's great. It's a free country. We're told. I said that it worked the other day to a guy. I said, uh, I like I did something, and I was like, I was like, I was like, hey, who, who's going to stop me? I mean, they're still telling us it's a free country. Yeah, <laughs> and I, I very specifically worded it that way. We just but, need air, giant air quotes. Allegedly, allegedly a free country. Yeah. No. Anyways, um, it's weird to me that they're so uh, anti-abortion, but then, but then when you those that same group of people, when you try and come up with any kind of solutions that will actually lower the number of abortions that are happening mm-hmm. right yeah like birth control or contraceptives yeah. or maybe maybe sex education that's more detailed or, or whatever like they're so adamantly against that too mm-hmm. but it's like do you realize that the end game of any of those would be keeping women from having to go through from what i understand can be a complicated and expensive sometimes medical procedure yeah. Right. So if you if you strip away all the like moral and ethical, like hubbub, like yeah. it it's not really about that because why wouldn't why if I was if I, if I was as adamantly pro life as they claim to be, I would be for anything that would lower the number of abortions. Sure. Like let's let's do that. Like whatever it is. Yeah. You know. I like the fact that they have the most un most pro lifers. Or anti-abortioners have the most unrealistic expectation in of the, the entire world, world as a whole. Of, of, hum- <laughs> of the most unrealistic expectation of human behavior. They're trying to take teenagers 
and twenty somethings. Yeah. And and tell them not their to solution sex. is to tell them not to have sex. Yeah. You're going to you're you you're you're fighting the ultimate biological battle because everything about your body at that point is screaming reproduce. Yeah. Make more of yourself. Yeah. Like yeah. Like replicate. Yeah. Okay. That's the strongest urge. Stronger than doing stupid things. Stronger than doing dr- the urge to do drugs. Stronger than than the urge to do stronger than any urge. Yeah. That's the strongest urge. Yep. Is and everything about the way social structures are set up. Yeah. And even high school is set up. The way up, they grow up and in college yeah, 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 yeah. is set up. It's all it's all about sex. Yeah. And so you're telling somebody who has is being bombarded on all sides from everything about society and culture that screams at them. Have some sex, <laughs> yeah. and you're telling you're telling them to oh no, don't have sex. Yeah, I know. And and see the problem it's is the most unrealistic expectation. And the problem is they go they go at it from a Christian point of view, which you can't do because um, newsflash to all you anti-abortioners out there. Uh, and I know this may come as a shock to you, but not everyone's a Christian. Yeah. Yeah, like that's that's what I think the the church is going to grasp on too, because it's like, it's like those people are in that in not those people, but we're all, they're in that environment, especially like you said, the teens and twenties and that kind of thing. And it's not like you can just come in with a Bible and say uh, Jesus saves, uh, don't get boned. Yeah, you know what I mean. And I, I, and but on the flip side, that's not to say it can't be done. I waited until I was married to have sex in my early 20s 23 i think i was when i got married mm-hmm. 20 or 24 you know so it's not to say that it can't be done but on the flip side you can't put that moral expectation of what you personally believe and that's what i personally believe that's why i did it but you can't put that belief on other people yeah. because they don't have that belief yeah and exactly. that's and that's and at the end of the day that's between them and their god like that's not so what you're their telling problem. me is that that christians aren't supposed to be the morality police <laughs> is that what you're <laughs> that's exactly what i'm saying yeah so yeah. it's so the so laws and things aren't. I feel like we've covered four not. months of episodes in about ten minutes yeah. here. Yeah. So it's not all, about all enforcing, thanks to Chrissy Summer. It's not about enforcing morality so much as it is about ensuring liberties. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, exactly. Mm. Chrissy Summer dot uh, org paid for by citizens. Anyway, but I was Chrissy I was going to say Mike's. you know that Mike Summer. So uh, we got the husband running the books. Mike Summer treasurer. I'm assuming unless it's a cousin or a, bottom? yeah. At least at least Abby's on the payroll. Paid for by Citizens for Summer, Mike Summer Treasurer. I would think if you're the family business and you were running your wife's books, like, why wouldn't you just cook those? Cook those till they're well done and all the money goes straight back to you. Well, somebody's got to do some cooking. She's out <laughs> trying to get elected. <laughs> exactly. Those, those poor kids are going to starve. Yeah. Let's talk about the real tragedy here. <laughs> Uh, but a good uh, we were talking about anti-abortioners. A good thing to bring up with anti-abortioners is if you ever get in a conversation with one and abortion comes up and they try to sway you to their point of view, like you know, as they typically do, you, be <laughs> polite, be nice, listen, be respectful, give their points some. Uh, excuse me, sir, who's sitting across from me, who looks just like Matt. What have you done with Matt? Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> um, I haven't had beer in like two days, three days. So. We'll get into that. Yeah. Uh, no, it. Just listen to their arguments, right? And then humor them, and then and then as soon as they're done giving Tell their them spiel, bag of dicks, is ask, at, well, ask them for their views on capital punishment. Uh, there's yeah, and then yeah. once they give you their views on capital punishment, just tell them you're you're not pro life. You're not pro life. Yeah. Ninety-five percent of the people who identify as pro-life aren't pro-life. 
It's a misnomer. Anyway, she's endorsed by the National Rifle Association exclusive and will continue to protect your constitutional rights, basically saying um, she's in the pocket of the NRA. Because exclusive means that she's... Yeah, that's one of her exclusive well, I think it means exclusive to that office. So for Missouri, for state representative, they've only endorsed one. I think that's what that means by exclusive. Oh, does it? I think so. I'm assuming I don't... It's, I've been out of the mm. politics for a while. Believes in a strong economy, less government, and good-paying jobs. Well... Good for her. That's a good stance to make as a politician. She believes in a strong economy, less government, and good-paying jobs. Wow, there's very there's so few politicians who would who would take who would go such on a, record at that, such, such a bold stance. Yeah. I will say this though: of the things that you read off that flyer, if that's the last thing, is that the last thing you that's went down the last the list? bullet point? But then there's a quote from her in which she basically says the same thing only with different words. Well, I will say this: of all those things you listed on that flyer, that's the only one that I can actually really get behind. I mean, the others, uh, okay, I, you know, you can fall on whatever side you want, but that's the one that I actually, but see, again, here's the problem with politics, because it's a bullet point on a flyer, right? Yeah. It's no, like, tell me how you voted in the past. It doesn't say that she's held office before. I think she's just Yeah, it says whoever. re-elect. Oh, it does? For state representative. So she yeah. is the state representative. Yeah. So why couldn't you put out this flyer and say, I voted this way on this to do this for Missourians? Yeah, I voted facts. that way on that to do this for Missourians. Because then somebody might take a stance against those actual facts, and then they might not vote for you. I'm not voting. I'm not. Vo- I'm, I, I don't know if I'll ever vote again. Well, we've been down that that hole. Yeah. Speaking of uh, going down holes, whoa! <laughs> Easy. Hold buddy. on. Well, I never introduced the show. Um, this is give that some thought. Tripod Broadcasting's flagship show. My name is Addison Todd, co-host. Alongside me sits my studious co-host, Matt Hume. Hello. Um, at Suburban underscore Wizard on the Twitter machine. I'm at Addison Todd. Um, anyways, speaking of giant holes, I wanted to talk about this the other day. The one that blew up in Siberia? Mm, yeah. Wait. Like there's like You saw this headline now. already? I should have assumed that you've seen this headline already. God dang it. I thought I was bringing something to the table. Giant hole appears at the world's end. Did you read farther into it? Because the name of that yeah. place is 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 like called the the, the end of the world. It's, a, yeah. it's translated literally the end of the world. Yeah, yeah. Aerial, aerial it's images the middle posted, of Siberia. Aerial images posted on YouTube indicate a hole up to eighty miles wide. Maybe There's, that's meters. That's probably meters. Meter. It's meters. A peninsula jutting into Arctic waters, whose name translates as the end of the world. The hole was discovered by a helicopter crew working for an oil company in the gas-rich region. There's three of them now in the same area. Really, About the same size. Yeah. I don't know if it mentions the other two on They've pretty much narrowed down what it is causing it. What is it? Uh, Russia Russia is... Is, um, is drilling to the end of the world? Resplendent. <laughs> no, they are uh, They're flush with natural gas. They've got natural gas coming out. The wazoo? Yeah, they've, they've got so much natural gas. Why, like crazy. from the soil and everything? Just like they're just... They have tons of natural gas? Just let me... Let me get to it. Um, they've got a lot of natural gas. It, Particularly in what's called permafrost. And permafrost, if you don't know, is basically frozen topsoil. Mm-hmm. It's constantly frozen. Um, and as or whatever organic life was in there had died, um, it becomes gases. But basically, there's topsoil and the crust there of the earth is has a lot of natural gas in it all over the place, in the permafrost. So as the planet has started to heat up and we're losing things like uh, um, like glaciers and, and, and ice caps and things like that, mm-hmm. um, 
you have that part of the world's getting warmer. And, and the it's planet's releasing, depressed? Well, no, it's releasing this, this gas that's frozen, basically, in the Earth's crust, in the topsoil. And when it does, it's causing it to basically just go boom when it mixes. Uh, and that's what's supposedly happening with these three giant holes at the end of the world. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, no, you 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 wouldn't listen when we said CO two about CO two emissions. Wouldn't listen when we talked about the hole in the ozone. Thirty years. I'm ago. still not going to listen. Wouldn't wouldn't listen. And, and in now, fact, now in now, fact, Matthew, now the Earth is opening up, in gaping fact, chasms, Matthew, and just blowing itself apart. Just to spite you, I am going to when I leave your apartment, I'm going to go down to my car. Mm-hmm. Okay, a gas driven four cylinder combustion engine, and I'm going to puncture a hole in the muffler. And I'm going to take out the catalytic converter. Mm-hmm. And then I'm going to, so you can see it from space, I'm going to get a giant uh, so uh, you're f-ing- cartoon image of a middle finger. Mm-hmm. Uh, that way it's pointed at the ozone. You're, you're As I drive along and, you're and just taking out the catalytic converter? It. Yeah. Doesn't that, isn't that bad for the environment? Isn't that why that's there? I don't know anything about cars, man. I... <laughs> Pretty sure the catalytic converter is one of, is the thing that like I thought uh, it had to do with emissions. Going. Really? Yeah, no, it's the little it's the little. Device Are you sure? Your I thought it had to do that... with emissions. No, because isn't no. that's what can fail emissions tests? No, I don't think so. I love if, the if, fact if... that there's two guys who don't really know anything about cars attempting to argue about what a what a piece in a car does yeah. or doesn't do. Um, it's kind of cool, but no, no. Actually, are you, are you positive? I'm, I'm almost 100 percent sure. But a catalytic converter is what uh, gets you from. It's basically what gives you warp speed. Okay. Yeah, faster than light so when travel. you when you flip that on, and that's why they're in there to keep the car from achieving that. Yeah, because the government travel, doesn't yeah. want us to go fast. Mm-hmm. Yep, I get it. Um, <laughs> to any of our listeners out there, for, for real, if you can tell us what a catalytic converter does. Please tweet at me. I don't. I don't care if Matt is on board with this conversation, but I want to. I honestly want to know. Yeah. Because I always thought it had to do with emissions, and I could Google it, but I'd like to hear what your. I'd like to hear a better theory than Matt's warp speed theory, and if there are other, if there are others, please please let me know. Um. Anyways, uh, I tweeted right before we got on 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 the air, as it were, because we're on the air. Um. Uh, I don't know my exact wording, but I said, last chance to get your voice heard on Give Thought Show this week. We're about to record What's on Your Mind. And Alex Ryder, friend of the show, Ghost Ryder, mm-hmm. uh, runs Frozen Pizza Podcast over on Tripod Broadcasting, tweeted at me and said, Comcast, talk about Comcast. Look up the Ryan Block call. And this actually ties in because I was going to have a quick discussion about uh, net neutrality uh-huh. because we talked about the Verizon thing, about how... Uh, Verizon, some of these others are throttling things like Netflix mm-hmm. because uh, newsflash, they're TV providers, um, yeah. and Netflix cuts into their to their money. Um, but but that too, Comcast uh, apparently. Well, there's two other things I want to talk about too. Sprint just made a deal to where if you're on a prepaid Sprint plan, right? Not the not a full plan. You can go into Sprint, and I think it's like twelve bucks a month, mm-hmm. and you can pay for a plan that has unlimited data. For Facebook and Twitter, not unlimited for anything else, music streaming, anything like that. Mm-hmm. That's one thing. And the other thing is a couple of weeks ago, T-Mobile, uh, and disclaimer, I am on T-Mobile, but uh, a couple of weeks ago they announced their uh, unmusic, they called it, you know, because they call themselves the uncarrier and on this and all that, uh, the, the unmusic or whatever, and it's free streaming 
so it, you know, let's say if you purchase a data plan for a T-Mobile plan that's five gigabytes, right? So when you hit the five gigabytes, they slow you down. That's the that's the terms of the service. That's how it works. But if you're using one of these approved services, and they're not all music services, but only approved ones that T-Mobile has has included in this plan, it does not count against your data. Mm-hmm. So I can stream 30 gigabytes of music through as long as it's on one of their lists and it won't matter against my data. Now, there's two sides to that. As a T-Mobile customer, I think that's kind of cool. Yeah. I won't necessarily go over my data if I'm using one of these music services. Mm-hmm. Everyone's crapping a brick sideways because, well, what about net neutrality? Because basically what T-Mobile's saying is if you pay for us, so they're making money off of giving certain services preference over others on their network. Sure. And penalizing, in the end, you get penalized because, let's say, I'm using music service that's not on there. Music's music. It doesn't matter what I'm using. I'm using a service that's not on that list. I get penalized if I go over my data by using that service. Yeah. Or or by not, if I, if I go over or not. So it kind of hit me twice because when they first announced I was like, oh, that's really cool. Maybe they'll add Google Music, which is the service I pay for. And then on the flip side, I saw all these headlines that was like, uh, what about net neutrality, T-Mobile? Hello, what about all things should be as open as possible? So what's where's the balance there? Mm-hmm. Because I kind of think that what T-Mobile did and what Sprint did is cool, but the FCC hates the idea because then then different carriers are coming up with different plans in order to attract people based on what data they want. Yeah. But is that wrong? You know what I mean? I mean, yeah. Because no. if I use a ton of Facebook and Twitter and nothing else on my phone, then I can go get that Sprint plan for whatever bucks a month it is. Yeah. And then I'm good. It's unlimited, right? Yeah. But then you have things like Verizon and so and it's, this that, Comcast thing. We've already lost this this internet fight, this 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 cell phone fight. Uh, have we? I th- I think so. I think it's too. I think it's too global. Because even now, it. it I mean, it takes a couple of clicks, like. Mm-hmm. I mean, you can find instructions all over online, to ha- and you can purchase a VPN for like four bucks a month. Mm-hmm. Stream your your Netflix on your Verizon Fios or wherever it is. Stream it through a VPN in Denmark or wherever, and you get just the same speed. Yeah. So you've immediately bypassed there. See, I don't, don't know enough line. about about it to really talk. And about And most it. people don't. But that's that's the thing. It's it's super easy to do. So I yeah. feel like I feel like as long as and this is this has been the case with the internet for twenty years now. I feel like as long as politicians or lawmakers or big companies are going to say, oh, this is the way it should be done, like people are always going to be like, well, we want to do it this way, yeah. and guess what? We're going to. Mm-hmm. You know? Well, the Comcast thing, did you hear about that? This guy tried to call and cancel his Comcast service, and he recorded the phone call, and it was like, because apparently it was an absolute nightmare, mm-hmm. and they posted it all over online, and it, it, it went all over the place. And um, they, uh, all I can find is an actual recording of the call, not a not a transcript, which sucks. But they told him what he couldn't he couldn't con- couldn't cancel his cable. Well, and apparently their their last thing was uh, Comcast statement was they're quote very embarrassed by the way our employee spoke with him, and that they're investigating and taking quick action. Let's just pull this up here real quick. That's. Because my job is to have 
is to have a conversation with you about having about this. I mean, keeping your service, about finding out why it is that you're looking to cancel the service. I don't understand. Yeah, this, if, is this if, for, if you don't want to like, talk to me, you can definitely. Why did it stop? All right, it's buffering. Um, that was the employee. Yeah. Like the one that sounded like a huge dick. Yeah. The, like the other guy was just like, I just want to cancel my service. It seems like a pretty simple phone call, right? If you want to cancel some service, you just pick up the phone and, okay, we're done. Maybe why? And write that down so you can deliver it on up and then uh, have a good day. Thanks for mm-hmm. thanks for calling. But that, that guy sounds like a major dick. So he gives a reason. guy real quick we won't listen to the whole thing but that guy is clearly coming across honestly as a saint like he's yeah. being the best customer in the world he's not yeah. being belligerent he's not being rude he's simply saying and, I w-. and he, it's true he, that you don't owe anyone an ex- explanation no right as exactly. to why you're doing anything at all yeah like you could say uh my best friend gave me a hundred dollars to cancel my service or uh another i got a better offer yeah. from another company better speed whatever it is uh-huh. but that guy uh comes across like a royal dick like and it, honestly not to play devil's advocate or maybe kind of but it sounds like he was even under some type of duress from like supervisors or like like it sounds probably. like probably well it sounds like he just got out of a meeting where they were like i swear to god if you guys have cancellations at the end of the day you're all getting fired probably. like that's that sounds like the kind of meeting he just came out of probably but yeah um comcast are huge dicks and they're owned by NBC, I think. Well, NBC is probably owned by them. Yeah, probably. It's probably the other way around. Well, I'll bet you can. I'll bet you can stream stuff on Comcast from NBC with no buffering. But I'll bet if you. But if you start streaming NCIS, for example, some CBS shows, bet it's a bit of an issue. Yeah, you might have a problem. <laughs> Anyways, yeah, there's a giant hole at the end of the world. Um, Comcast is a huge dick. I've got a couple other things to talk here about. Okay. Uh, or we can talk about what I talked about when we went off mic there for a second while Jason made his coffee. Uh, my my the new supplement I'm taking. Uh, if 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 you want to, it's. No, we'll get into that later. Uh, pull up this article off the Verge. Based on the headline, I think you might find it interesting. Mm -hmm. This is how the U.S. government classifies people as terrorists. More than a decade into the program, Americans are finally getting a look at how the government designates and tracks suspected terrorists. The Intercept has published the National Counterterrorism Center's Watch Listing Guidance Report, 
from March of 2013, distributed throughout the intelligence community as a roadmap to how the government tracks suspected terrorists and their associates. The report is unclassified, but its secrecy has been fiercely guarded before now, and the Attorney General has said that its disclosure, quote, could cause significant harm to national security. It does not appear the NSA whistleblower Edward Snowden was involved in the leak. The article credits the document simply to, quote, a source within the intelligence community. Appearing on the watch list can have serious consequences. Individuals can be prevented from traveling or enthusiastically prosecuted for minor offenses, but the standard for placing someone on the list is much less rigorous than conventional law enforcement. The immediate family of suspected terrorists may be watch-listed without any additional suspicion, along with associates and anyone with a, quote, possible nexus to terrorism. Mm -hmm. Through a threat-based expedited upgrade, a White House official can also temporarily elevate entire categories of people onto the no-fly or select e-lists for as long as a month. A loophole that skirts the traditional standard of reasonable suspicion. So if the White House doesn't like you, you get downgraded anyways. Yeah. And I say downgraded as a citizen, I feel like, because as a citizen, you have certain rights and you have the freedom to do certain things. And if the White House or whoever else decides that you don't have those, then you don't. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's all about. Uh... It's n- none of it's about the truth. None of it's actually about preventing terrorism. We know that, though. Well, not only that, but I wonder, speaking of anti-abortioners, I posted real quick on somebody's, I think my my wife posted a Facebook status or a comment or something, and I was like, great, now we're on a watch list. I was just joking around. And one of her friends, uh, I kind of know her, I don't, I don't know her that well, um, commented on it and said, uh, I think her husband's dad was the person in question. But she's like, she's like, no, he's, he's actually on one of those. Um, and apparently... The explanation was that he's such a, he's never done anything violent, you know, never blown up an abortion clinic or whatever, but apparently he's very outspoken about the pro-life thing. Yeah. And every time he goes through an airport, he's he's randomly selected um, and gets pulled aside and, and not detained, but held for a couple hours, that yeah. kind of thing. Um, which still, like, to me, while I may not necessarily agree with the agenda that he has to propagate... Uh, you're still telling us it's a free country. So. Yeah, but that, that's what you do in a in a in a fascist a fascist state. Like anybody with any, is deceive people. No, but anybody with extreme extreme viewpoints, one way or the other, no matter what the viewpoint is, doesn't matter. Anybody with an extremely uh, extremist viewpoint on yeah. any subject yeah. is going. You, it has to be scrutinized because everybody needs to fit into the middle. You can't have people at ends of the spectrum because people at ends of the spectrum usually get things done or can convince other people or they blow things up um, or they cause problems for the fascist state. So living in the the fascist imperium that we do, yeah, um, you know, I feel like anybody my- who has a has a, a different viewpoint. Is or extremist. an extremist, extremist view, or an extreme viewpoint is a. Uh, it bugs me. A terrorist. You know, I feel like if I can have a moment of honesty, I feel like my brain has been warped by sitting across the table from you for about a year now. Yeah, or maybe warped by our friendship, which was four or five years Probably. before that. Probably, but Probably that. I don't know that I necessarily would have bought all that, but it, and. Maybe these are just the kind of stories that I pull out, but it just, there's not a lot left to this. Do we not live in a fascist country? See, I want to say we don't. Yeah. I really want sure. to. 
I really want to. Uh huh. But it's a little scary um, the way things are run. And that's not that doesn't that's not a, that's not an Obama thing. That's not a that's not a conservative or Democrat or Republican thing. That's just I don't I don't like the way things are run. Yeah, and it concerns me too with a whole bunch of other thoughts there. Raising, I know, right? It's pretty bleak. I mean, I'm raising a kid. You know, I just had a son. You know, in twenty or thirty years, I, I wonder. What kind of world he's going to grow up in? What it's going to be like? Just to... cross your fingers. He has clean drinking water, or available drinking water, because that's really all he needs. <laughs> well, no, because there's 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 a, a couple companies that are moving to uh, monopolize drinking water. Like they're they're. Oh, I they're, figured it already was. Well, I mean, there's a new thing in in like uh, um, I think it's called Spring Rights or something like that. Uh huh. Where you, you was a new bill or something? Ba- it's basically where this new type of like law surrounding like. Um, claim to to water just water sources, where you know companies are saying, "Oh, we own this. We have this. We have the claim to this water source now." And there are major water sources, like like companies are like laying claim to groundwater, so like the water table, <coughs> things like that. Yeah, is that even? Yeah, they're trying. They're trying to create right now a legal legal framework so that in five, ten, twenty years down the road, that. They're trying to set legal precedents now in these, these cases, court cases, stuff like that, so that 5, 10, 20 years down the road, they will be able to certain mon- monopolize water, yeah. the water table. Yeah. Like, you won't be able to have a well. Like, you won't be able to have, um, you know, a That's 20 acres, insane. you know, out in the middle of the, the state where there's no one around and have a well. Like, a private company will own that. Even though you may own the land on paper, the private company owns the water table. And the groundwater. You read too much online, mm-hmm. and I think it affects both of our happiness. Yeah, we should we should do a show. So so the the next after that is air. Like you have to get you're <laughs> now. Have, you're not being serious. Well, I mean, in a hundred years, think about think about the the rate of pollution now. Think about countries like like China and Russia, where you have so much pollution. Like and, and, and even then the, in, the even standard in will be America. if you want clean air, yeah. live in these areas if, or whatever. Well, if you want clean air, you're going to have to you're going to have to pay your uh, a monthly service to have clean air piped into your home, just like you do with electricity. That's a and like, that's a dark, weird concept. Water. I mean, you already have to pay for water. Yeah. Usually, yeah. You've depressed me once again, Matthew. Um, Sounds like a great time to end the show. I don't want to end it on oh. depression. Oh. I mean, can you think of something happy to say? Not, not really. Not really. At all? Um, let's see. Uh, What's sunshine, going on with like baseball and stuff? Lollipops, rainbows. Have you watched any Cardinals games? How's it going, by wonderful. the way? Have you watched the amount of Cardinals games you wanted to? Not uh, really. No, no, no. I, I completely fallen I, off. Yeah, I pretty much have. I don't even know what the record is. I, I, have, I haven't even checked my fantasy baseball app in, in a couple weeks. So. What? Yeah. League of Legends, bro. League of Legends is... Let, let me ask you about that real quick. So you started playing League of Legends. <laughs> Get your figured out. Please, that's yeah. all I ask. Yeah. 
Uh, so pardon the interruption. I, I well, you don't have to. Let's not. Yeah, there was an interruption. There was an interruption. There was. We'll leave it at that. Perhaps we can get into detail later on when we'll, you we know will more. Next week, because next week we'll have some we'll have some Concrete. definite information yeah. about what's going on. Yeah. Um, Matt yeah. might be pregnant. It's true. Is I've, the, all the warning signs: the swollen feet, <laughs> the mood swings. The wild cravings at all yeah, hours of the uh-huh. day and night. Yeah. Well, I have those anyway, but you know. <laughs> we'll. Uh, <clears throat> I hate to leave our listeners uh, as clueless as th- they might be right now, but mm-hmm. uh, all will be told. What's a cliffhanger? It is a cliffhanger. Um, <laughs> it seems like such a dark way to put it. Uh, all will be told uh, in due time. Mm-hmm. Which, uh, again, all I watch is Sons of Anarchy, and I hate it when they do that in the show. Like, there's so many people that have so many secrets, and everyone, that seems to be their card-carrying answer. Just, oh, I'll tell you when I get the, you know, when I I can. Yeah. It's just a mountain of secrets. It should be Sons of Secrets. It'd be a way way more accurate show title. Kind of a a storytelling trope that annoys the bejesus out of you. Yeah, it really does annoy me. Yeah. The thing that annoys me about it, and especially I just started season six, and this this means nothing to anybody that hasn't seen the show, um, but there's a lot of music. Yeah. More so now. Yeah. Like, the, the yeah. I think I watched the first three episodes of season six last night. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, all three beginning and ended with music. Yeah. So instead of writing... Instead of Which writing, it used to be like twice a season, they do an ending where it's like a montage and they're going to tell some parts of the story. Mm-hmm. And it worked well. It was okay. And and, and now it seems pretty... It overkill. seems more commonplace than I would necessarily Instead go of 42 for. minutes of story... You come up with thirty-seven and a half, or you know, thirty-five minutes of story, and then four minutes of music, yeah. and then four minutes of music, and and yeah, and there, Charlie and Hunnam walking around, sauntering around with his hands on his bu- belt buckle, yeah, you know, yeah, Ugh. or barely in his pocket. I've noticed. Have you noticed how he does that? If if his hands in his pocket, it's not all the way in. Like he does, like a because his pants. I guess his pants are low, and mm-hmm. I mean it's like a gangster thing. But his, he's got like his four fingers <laughs> in the pocket. And it's like barely, and it's like in or out, man. Like yeah. I'm sure the pocket doesn't appreciate that either. Like let's yeah. just let's just go fist deep, or let's just or let's just not have it in there at all. Yeah. Anyways, um, yeah, that's gonna wrap this week's show. Um, Matt and I both apologize for uh, the abruptness mm-hmm. uh, with which it has come to a close. And yep. more detail will be will be added later. Yep, um, for sure. Thanks for listening, everybody out there in Audio Land. We'll see you next week. Bye. This has been a production of Tripod Broadcasting.